Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil Canberra with episode 300 of the Tutor Podcast, the Monday morning show for anyone in the business of helping people through teaching, tutoring or coaching. As always, I'm just here to share ideas and insights I've had, borrowed, stolen, synthesized during the 24 years I've been in business and from the tens of thousands of pounds I've invested and continue to invest in my own training and education and to just give it to you in a no-nonsense, no-BS kind of way. So, with all that being said, let's crack on with it. Yes, guys, it's that time of year once again. Christmas is coming, like it or not. And New Year's will be hot on the hooves of the departing reindeer. And then we're off into 2024, usually asking ourselves where 2023 went. Now, you've probably already got your holiday schedule sorted out, got it blocked out in your diary, and you're starting to look forward to a well-earned mince pie or six. This show is not sponsored by Mr. Kipling, but if you're listening, Mr. K, we all love a good kipple. So before we all push back our chairs and hang up our guitars and teach and tackle, I'm going to suggest this is an ideal time to do a spot of thinking. Rather than try and squeeze it in between a bloated Boxing Day and a hungover January 1st. Yep, it's that what's it all about thing again. The big picture of the business. The post-game analysis of what we've been up to in the last 12 months. And a gaze into the crystal ball of next year on this spinning ball of mud. Now, I don't know for sure how many of you guys do any real planning for next year or any review of this outgoing year. Asking around, it seems that an awful lot of tutors don't think it's relevant to them as they're just a one-man band and they just want to focus on making a living. Now, I might just have stumbled on an anomalous bunch of tutor folks, but it feels about right to me. If I'm way off beam, let me know. If you're a tutor or coach who habitually reviews affairs at year end and who plans the next year ahead, how do you do it? Share what you do with me, and if it's better than what I currently do, I will steal it. So, how do I currently do it? Well, this is me, so of course it's all written down. You know how I am. I'm going to suggest that you should take two to three days locked away in a venue somewhere, well away from the business. Go to a good hotel and focus. No taking phone calls, no answering emails, no cooking, and no general fanning around doing trivial things. I'm talking about a proper business treat. Not to be confused with a fully tax deductible beano crowned with pampering. Personally, I've never had a pedicure. I'm not about to start now. It doesn't chime with my idea of manliness. And neither am I going to have my eyebrows threaded or get my ass waxed. So, you're all booked in at the hotel. Your phone is in silent mode, locked away in the boot of your car or stashed out of sight where you won't be tempted to just take a quick peek. Obviously, the TV is unplugged and it's all quiet. 
No distractions, no temptations. Let's begin. There are four segments to this. The first part is to review what happened in this year. The second one is to just touch base with what the business is all about going forward. Part three is to look into the business and what's going on. Part four is to look outside the business and what's going on. So I'll try to get as deep into each area as I can as I'm conducting my reviewing and planning, even if it's painful. In fact, if it's painful, that's where my attention is probably most useful. So part one, the review. Look back at the year as it draws to an end and ask yourself two simple yet vital questions. What were my biggest successes this year? What went right? What went brilliantly? What was it that I or we did that made it all worth it? Think about the key result areas. Your level of personal satisfaction. How much impact you produce for your clients or students. And what was it that you're most proud of in the business this year? Don't hold back on this, guys. Toot your own horn. If you honestly can't think of anything worth writing down, then what the hell have you been doing all year? That was question one. Question two. What are the biggest lessons I got this year? What did I or we royally screw up? What do I want to have never happen again? Again, those key result areas. Your personal satisfaction. The impact you had for your clients or students. And what was it that you were most unhappy about in the business this year? You can answer those questions honestly. You've got to get a really strong nudge in the direction you should be going. Then we get on to part two. This is where you consider some really big ideas. It's about looking at the business from a detached point of view and asking big, hard questions of yourself. First question I really want to think about is, what is the real purpose of this business? What's it for? It's not just there to make money. Money is the byproduct of excellence. So what is the business really all about? The next question for me is, why am I even in this business at all? I suppose this really asks the underlying question of, is this the best use of my time? If it's not, why am I doing it? Third question here is, what's the business's mission? What are we striving to achieve here, guys? If it's not a concrete idea in your mind, how will you know that you're achieving it? If you can't measure that using the metrics, how are you going to know you're making progress? How do you know you're growing? How do you know if you're being financially successful or not? Have that plan in your mind. Put the markers on it along the way. And if you don't have that plan done yet, design it, create the plan. and Put a timeline on it so that you know where you want to be. It gives you something to strive for. Fourth question is, 
do I want to even stay in this business? If the answer is yes, why do you want to stay in the business? And for how long do you want to remain active in this field? If the answer is no, how the hell do you disengage from it? And how quickly can you get out? Number five then, what are the values on which the business stands? This, in my opinion, is the very soul of a business. What do we not negotiate on? What is it that's so clearly defined around what we do? The bright white lines which you'll never, ever cross. We get to state them clearly, unambiguously. So we know what's acceptable. And then we integrate that, that statement of values into every single aspect of the business. Those values determine how you do everything. And more than that, I think they really define who you are and what the business is in the minds of our customers, our suppliers and ourselves. Get clear on your values, guys, because they matter more than just about anything else. Okay, so the third part of our planning and devious evil genius retreat are the internal factors of the business. This is the stuff inside the business. I want you to sit and look at the current situation within the business and project it into the next year or 10. Inside the business, what are the strengths that we can leverage and really crank up? How can we amp up our positive results there? And then inside of the business, what are the weaknesses, the vulnerabilities that we need to repair, upgrade or improve on? In other words, how can we bring that stuff up to the level of excellence? So apply those two questions to these seven key areas. Number one is your staff, especially yourself. Everybody knows that we are the easiest people to lie to. We're really good at lying to ourselves and kidding ourselves that we're doing great. Be brutally honest. The second question is products and services that we offer. Are we doing the same old, same old, or are we innovating new lines, new ideas, new services? Third aspect to look at with those two laser beam questions are systems. Do you even have any systems? Would you have to kind of make it all upon the fly as you go? Fourth part of the business is the marketing. How do we get the word out? How do we let people know we're here? And is what we're currently doing working? If you're not booked solid, how's your marketing? If you're booked solid with a waiting list, how's your marketing? Then we want to look at sales. How well do we sell? How much product or service do we sell? For how much and how often? Now, something that a lot of businesses don't look at at the end of a period is purchases. What did we buy during this last year that was really, really cool? Great value, really helped us. What was a boon to us? And what was a complete waste of money? What was that piece of absolute tut that you squandered a boatload of dosh on? 
And obviously the last part of this, part seven, is the financials. How are we doing money-wise? Are we doing well? Are we doing okay? Or are we doing badly? You look at all those aspects through those two questions of what are our strengths that we want to do more of and what are the weaknesses and vulnerabilities that we want to repair, upgrade and fix. You can get some real clarity on your business. And if that works inside the business, let's take a similar approach to the outside factors. Part four of the review. This is the stuff outside the business. Look outwards at the environment surrounding the business so you can operate effectively within that environment. Questions to ask are, what are the biggest opportunities I can take advantage of? And what are the biggest threats I face? We'll take those two questions and apply them like a lens to these areas. The first one, the domestic economy. What's going on in the world? What's, everybody's been talking about this cost of living crisis, inflation, political instability, yada, 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 so on. What is it in there that could be useful to us? What could harm us? And take a look at the global economy, especially if you're considering doing anything that may involve international business or even travel. Third aspect to look at is legislation. Have the rules changed or are they about to change? How will that impact on us? That could be something like data protection, taxation, protection and safeguarding. These are all relevant to us. And if the rules change and we don't keep pace, we could be caught in all sorts of trouble. Part four is the employment market, especially if you're looking to hire someone. Whether you have a real personal assistant, maybe you've got a bookkeeper, an admin person. Maybe you've got a virtual assistant. What's going on in the market? Look around you. And as you're looking around, also look at the fifth part of the external factors, the new products, ideas, and insights that you could use to evolve your offering or which could destroy the validity of your offering. Look around what's going on out there. Number six, your systems. Look at the tools that can streamline what you do. The apps, the automation, perhaps you're even going to start using AI. You know, a real, a real big step for me was to use live cloud-based scheduling software instead of an Excel sheet or a piece of paper. I was resistant to it at first, but it certainly helped the business. Now, look at aspect seven of outside factors. Your competition, don't ignore them. Learn from them. Your competitors, if they're good, will give you great lessons on how you can do better. Never, ever ignore your competition. If you think you don't have any competition, guess again. They may not have quite the same approach as you do, but they can teach you. Finally, look at aspect eight, marketing. Get the word out there. As the phrase goes, make it, then tell everyone. And having done all those things, start to break it down to small chunks 
and begin to plan your actions for next year. I will suggest a three-month quarterly plan with specific action plans for each quarter. Each plan has measurable targets for achieving the set objectives. I think it's important to remember that deadlines are very powerful, so be strict and clear about setting yourself some deadlines and make them hard deadlines. If necessary, impose a penalty if you don't hit your deadline, if you don't meet your target. Maybe you lodge some money in an account with the idea that you're going to give it away to a charity or a cause that you don't approve of. And if you don't hit your deadline, you're going to give that money away. And it's going to hurt. And that's the whole point. To support the implementation of your plans, I think it's a great idea to schedule a review of each quarter's plan on a Monday morning. If you can muster a whole hour for it, great. If not, scrape together half an hour. Don't neglect this part of the process. A goal that's in the file and largely forgotten is really no goal at all. Until you open it at the end of the year and go, oh, we didn't do that. And every once a month or so, spend three or four hours reviewing the quarterly plan. How did we do this month? If you did great, well done. What went right? If you did badly, what went wrong? If you did sort of, eh, okay. How do you jack that up so next month is brilliant? And that's it, isn't it? It all seems very grown up, very serious. But the whole business of being in business is just essentially grown up with serious activity. Because we're acting as adults, we're in charge. And we don't want to miss that fact. Screw things up and then let neglect steal away the freedom that comes from being your own boss. Now, as serious as I am about business, I'm even more serious about having fun while I do business. So please don't get all dour about it. Factor some fun into it. Have some fun. Remember, you're just figuring out how to make you and your business even more awesome, aren't you? Run with this idea. Take a few days out and let me know what you think and how you've gone on. Remember, I'm here to learn from you. I'm here to help and share what I've learned so far, what's worked for me. And I'd love to hear from you. So flip me an email over. It's info at neilcambino.com or find me on Twitter, X or whatever they're calling it this week, where I am, at Tutor Podcast. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe to the podcast. And I will be back next week, as always, with more no BS ideas, more tips to help you to start, grow and love your tutoring business, just like I love mine. Till then, I hope this podcast has got you thinking and maybe even got you a little bit uncomfortable. But more than that, I hope it's been some help. See you next time. Till then, stay healthy, stay useful and have a fabulous day. 
Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media, and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes, and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate, and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow, and love their tutoring businesses. 